Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are here tonight for a little head-to-head hot seat action. We're going back to a, a version of the, the format we played in the hot seat tournament. I've got two contestants here in front of me. Let's start off up in Jersey. Drew Bucksbaum. Drew, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, first off, you ever say Jersey like that again, you're gonna you're gonna go missing and they'll find you when they find Hoffa. All right. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> by that I mean I love you. That's that's how we say it up here. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been there. So, little about me. I'm Drew from Jersey. I also do a podcast. It's called Nerd Off. Uh, if you've listened to it, you've heard uh, you've heard Chris on there before. Uh, actually, doing quite well. Better than you on this damn show. <laughs> um, tonight, I am drinking a uh, Victory Brewery uh, Cloud Walker Hazy Juicy IPA. That was a good one. That was a good good pop. Good pop. <sighs> Pretty solid. Hey, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. Well, next we're heading over to Raleigh, North Carolina. Jeff Woodhead, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Well, uh, so I'm doing uh, well about as well as I was the last time I recorded. Uh, <laughs> recorded some uh, things with COVID for, uh, for the Boozy Bracketology podcast. And now I have some other virus. Uh, not really sure what it is. Uh, it might be either RSV. It might be the flu. I am currently trying to collect all three. Uh, there's, gotta catch them all. Uh, I guess them all. That's right. Uh, and right now though, there's nothing better to kill germs than hard liquor. So I've got myself a nice, uh, spiced honey liqueur. For, um, it's called, uh, Krupnikus. That's apparently a Lithuanian style of liqueur. It's from the, uh, Brothersville Gallus distillery just down the road here in Durham. Uh, it's, uh, it's quite tasty for a after dinner aperitif or something that goes down easy when your throat is sore as hell. I, that actually sounds delicious. It is, it is quite good. It is, is uh, I'm, I'm not sure how available it is outside of North Carolina, but if you can find it. Uh, yeah. Next time I'm in Raleigh, I'll have to pick that up. I think FSU is playing Duke next year, so I might be making a trip up there. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's see what I got here. I am not one to not drink beer. Uh, I've y'all know me at this point. If it's in my fridge, I'm going to drink it at some point. I bought myself a six pack of these. I'm down to my last two cans. This will probably probably be my last recording with one of them. Uh, this is from Duclaw Brewing, the Sweet Baby Jesus. Ah, a chocolate, yes. por- a chocolate <laughs> peanut butter porter. It is amazing. Uh, the six pack totally worth it. Everyone at this point knows what this beer is. It's that good. Yeah. It's got quite the reputation. <laughs> it's it's really good. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong with it. That's for sure. No, you yep. can't. Uh, the Sweet Baby Java is good as well. That's their coffee porter. Ooh, I haven't tried that. It's good. Um, before we begin, I want to take a second just to brag on myself a little bit because um, in Learning League, I am still a Rundle E. I'm not getting promoted. But I pulled something off in the last game of the season that I never thought I'd be able to pull off. You got a question um, right? Yes, I got one. I, exactly, I got exactly one question right while facing Tim Dipple. And due to what I can only describe as erroneous wagering or bullheadedness, still managed to win. 
<laughs> because I gave him on his two questions that he got right. He got a zero and he got a two. But the question I got right, for some reason, he gave me a three. So the question about the beheading of Robespierre and what the name of that event was, I got right. He gave me a three on it. And because of that, thank you, Tim, for the win. <laughs> I might have given you a two on that, but I don't think I would have given you a three. I don't look at the other questions on there. I gave him a one on that. <clears throat> Just because I, to me, it was not common knowledge, but I, when I hear Robespierre, I associate Robespierre with the right yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was an instigate, but I'll take the win, Tim. Thank you, sir. Anyway, we are real funny here. if a French Revolution question comes up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are, there are a few in the in the bag here, so we'll see if they percolate to the top. But we are here for some trivia, and we're going to start with our pregame. Pregame is going to be. Uh, 10 questions. It's a little bit different this time, and I'll explain why. But the pregame is going to be 10 questions. It's either going to be yes or no. But instead of it being yes or no, having the panelists give me yes or no, they're going to name a country, and I'm going to tell them yes or no. Here's how this works. We are going to be looking for the top 10 countries by population that did not make it into the 2022 Men's World Cup. The top 10 countries by population that did not make it into the 2022 Men's World Cup. You're going to name a country. I will tell you if it's on there. You're each going to get five guesses. And we are going to start with Drew. Uh, China. China is a correct answer. Jeff, we are over to you. I'll take India, which is the other uh, straightforward and easy one. India is correct. We are both. On the board, Drew, back to you. Uh, Canada. Canada is not on the list. Canada did, in fact, make it. Oh, did they? Oh, right, they did. Yeah, crap. They just didn't make it at a group stage. Right, right, right. Right, Crap. Jeff, over to you. Uh, I'm going to go with Indonesia. Indonesia is definitely on the list. Drew, back to you, sir. I don't remember seeing them, and I'm assuming they were banned for obvious reasons. So, Mother Russia. Russia is on the list. I don't think they were banned. The FIFA World Cup doesn't typically ban people. Uh, Well, I know know UEFA banned them, and I think FIFA did as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, that's where they take a stand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Killing migrant worker deaths. Okay. All right, Jeff, we're back to you, sir. Uh, I'm going to say Pakistan. Pakistan is on the list. Darn it, that was my next one. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Egypt. Egypt is on the list. Nicely done. I know that uh, they're one of the uh, 16 teams that would have made it if if the next World Cup's format was for this one. Mm, yeah, <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, Africa yeah, does not get very many spots. That's that's why Morocco is the first African team in the uh, semis, is because Africa has been getting screwed by FIFA since FIFA was FIFA. So, yeah, just just by FIFA, nobody else. <clears throat> well, yeah, but but uh, you know, the question's about soccer. So. <laughs> 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 All right, so my guess, yes, sir, uh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh is on the list. Drew to you. Ukraine. Ukraine is not on the list. Jeff, you got one guess left. 
you know, they're usually there. And I think for whatever reason, they didn't qualify this year. I'm going to say Nigeria. Nigeria is on the list, and Jeff just swept his way through. Uh, for no points, there is one African nation left on the list and one nation from Oceania on the list. So Democratic Republic of the Congo. Not on the list. New Australia. Zealand. Not on the list. Wait, who else from Oceania is vaguely big? So Oceania, my understanding is it's encompassing of the the islands up there as well. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Maybe it's part of Asia. I'm sorry. Well, Australia qualified, so... Not Australia. All right, I'm trying to think of the other African one that it, that, uh, that it should be at the moment, because... Ethiopia. Ethiopia, that's the African one. What's the island nation um, off the coast of, uh, I guess, Southeast Asia? Well, so we said Indonesia already. We did. You will kick yourself, I promise Malaysia? you. Malaysia? Not Malaysia. It's the Philippines. Oh, God damn it. They are an AFC, but yeah, okay. <laughs> now, coming out of the pregame, Jeff, you have got a 5-3 to three lead. And here's how the hot seat round works for the hot seat. It is going to be a 15-minute hot seat, an endless barrage of trivia questions and <clears throat> answers. You're going to be given a question uh, as we go through the game. Answer the questions at your leisure. I will say if you're taking too long, it is host discretion to go ahead. <clears throat> you can tell everybody's sick because everybody's coughing. Uh, it's yeah. host discretion to go ahead and make you move on or give an answer. I will try and keep the game moving as quickly as possible. You'll get one point for correct answers. You will not repeat. You will not lose points for incorrect answers. We're going to start with Drew. Gentlemen, are we ready? Roll yes, it. sir. Play ball. All right. Drew, your time will begin after I read your first question. Well, both of your times will begin after I read the first question. Here we go. Drew, what Appalachian Mountain State was the first Confederate state to re be readmitted to the Union after the Civil War in 1866? Uh, West Virginia. Incorrect. Uh, Tennessee is what we're looking for. Oh, fuck them. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This is your uh, not potty mouth uh, podcast. What? Who said that? Or no. <laughs> I, I feel like it's I feel like I hear more profanity and boozy, but go ahead. You do because we're usually wrong. But Jeff, over to you. Which minimal rich material is trucked into Boryang in South Korea for an annual festival that attracts more than a million people? Couldn't you give me the other question? Uh <clears throat> Chalk. Unfortunately, we're looking for mud. They truck in mud. Drew, the Arab Spring Uprising began with a 2010 revolt in what African nation? I believe that was Tunisia. Tunisia is correct. Jeff, this Dartmouth alum is responsible for creating such characters as King Yertle, Yolanda Jorgensen, and Sally Walden. Oh, uh, it's Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss is correct. Sitting here thinking, young Yolongi Orderson. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Drew, Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, a 2007 book about misheard song lyrics, references a song by whom? 
Uh, Sir Elton John. Elton John is correct. Jeff, in the board game Risk, what continent has the most territories for a player to occupy? Asia? Asia is correct. All right. Drew, commonly referred to as the North Star, Polaris is the brightest star in what constellation? Uh, I should know that. Uh, Big Dipper. Unfortunately, not Ursa Minor or the Little Dipper. This A Dipper. I was going to pull the wrong Dipper. One out of two shot for uh, two Dippers there. Yep. (laughs) Jeff, over to you. What famous U.S. military leader was named, was nicknamed Old Blood and Guts? The fuck? Uh,. Old blood and guts. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck is not the answer we're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, go with uh, Sherman. Unfortunately, not more recent. George Patton is what we're looking for. Oh. Drew, what Madonna okay. single shares a name with a psychiatric personality disorder characterized by mood swings? Um, I guess I don't know my Madonna as well as I think. Thought. Um, well, there's a lot of moody virgins out there, so let's go like a virgin. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Right, come on, the, the 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 answer is clearly Material Girl. <laughs> <laughs> the answer we're looking for is Borderline. Jack, uh, how many uh, amendments are there to the U.S. Constitution? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven is correct. Drew, a familiar sight to people who excel at carnival games, the goldfish is technically a member of what family of fish? Uh, carp. Carp is correct. Nice. nice. Done. <laughs> All right, Jeff, in the Bizet opera Carmen, the flirtatious Carmen works in what type of establishment? Uh, a brothel? Unfortunately, Carmen works in a cigarette factory. Hopefully oh, I said that name okay. Bizet correctly. Bizet. Bizet. My my apologie. All right, Drew, we're over to you. According to Fol- Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. We got about eleven minutes left, Drew. According to folklore, what legendary creature creates no reflection in a mirror? That would be vampires. Vampire is correct. Jeff, what type of candy did Ronald Reagan famously give to guests at the White House? Uh, you know, I've kind of blocked the entire existence of Ronald Reagan from my mind. Uh, we'll see. Uh, if Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Jolly Ranchers is not correct. It's a uh, jelly bean. Yep. What was it? Jelly beans. Oh, I was hoping that would have trickled down to you, Jeff. Guess not. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Drew, over to you. Which of these modern inventions uses gyroscopes to operate? An iPhone, a Segway, or a Peloton? A Segway. Segway is correct. Jeff, Isn't over there to a you. tiny gyroscope in the iPhone that helps with the, the direction thing? Uh, Segway is the answer that I have, Jeff. We're over to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what island is the site of the only U.S. national park south of the equator? Uh, American Samoa. American Samoa is correct. <laughs> Damn. Drew. Name for its distinctive shape, a pork pie, is what type of fashion accessory? 
a hat. A hat is correct. And the hits just keep on coming. Jeff, which item made for popes, cardinals, and bishops by Gamarelli Taylors since, ni- since 1798 is now available for a mere $27 per pair? Well, it's not going to be the miter because there's no coming pairs. Uh, you could have two saws. Uh, we're going to go with gloves. Not a bad guess. Uh, apparently, this is socks. They were special Pope socks. Pope socks. Okay. <laughs> All right, Drew. What track and field event is also known as the quarter mile, the 200 meter, the 300 meter, or the 400 meter? The 400 meter. 400 meter is correct. Whew, good guess. All right. I didn't want to do math. Jeff, <laughs> an 18th century British diplomat, Baron St. Saint he- Saint- Saint Helens, lends his name to a famous American what? Volcano? Uh, mountain volcano, the same thing. Yep. I can't argue with you there. It's definitely a volcano. It's definitely active. Right. right. We all found out. 42 years ago. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't, but I found out, you know, 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> Drew, over to you. What Italian-American governor of New York, an esteemed orator, was the first guest on Larry King's interview show on CNN in 1985? Um, oh, God, who was governor in 85? Wasn't that the year, year, year you were born or right around it? A uh, year before I was born. Um, I'm going to guess the elder Cuomo. Mario Cuomo is correct. Jeff, what is the name of the neon glow emitted by an organism beneath the ocean surface similar to that of a firefly? I don't know what the name of the glow is. I just know the process is called bioluminescence. So I'm just going to guess with that. <laughs> bioluminescence is a correct answer. It's what they're looking for. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, Drew. At health spas, slices of what vegetable are commonly placed over a person's eyes to reduce swelling? Cucumber. Cucumber is correct. They refuse to take did... my my proposal to update that to radishes, but hey. I, I did not know that's why they use the cucumbers. I didn't hear. Jeff, thought to be a combination of Simon and Napoleon, simoleon is an old-fashioned slang term for what? A cookie? Uh, no, a dollar bill. It's actually the, a slang term for a dollar. Okay. All we'll right, over that. to Drew. Drew, Shaquille O'Neal and Robin Williams have both played which type of supernatural being on the big screen? That would be a genie. A genie is a correct answer. Kazam is still an all-time favorite film of mine to laugh at. (laughs) Jeff, over to you. (laughs) Natives of what country traditionally have a last name that combines their father's first name with either son or dotti or D-O-T-T-I-R? Well, it's actually most of Scandinavia, but only Iceland still really does it. Iceland is what we're looking for. All right, Drew, we're over to you. Who was the co-founder of MySpace, who also became everyone's first friend when they joined? First and last name, please. Mother. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tom. Uh, Tom Space. 
Unfortunately, <laughs> we all know Tom. <laughs> it is Tom Anderson who we're looking for. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Which U.S. state was denied statehood until 1896 after it agreed to ban the practice of polygamy? My father's ancestral homeland of Utah. Utah is a correct answer. All right, Drew. One second. What the fuck? I don't want that question anymore. <laughs> right, that's uh, Excel, Excel clearly a... Uh... In 2008, who became the first rock musician ever to be awarded a Pulitzer Prize? Rock musician Pulitzer Prize. That's... I have no freaking idea. Well, let's go Dylan. Bob Dylan is a correct answer. Yeah. Jeff, about the Nobel, so. Jeff, according to legend, the ghosts of Anne Boleyn and Sir Walter Raleigh haunt which London landmark? The Tower of London? Tower of London's a correct answer. Yeah, I, I would hope that the guy from Raleigh would get the Sir Walter Raleigh question, right? But, uh... You would think. Yeah, I feel like there might be some collusion here. Definitely, definitely <laughs> collusion. Definitely, definite conclusion. Just let, let the record state that. Drew, what state standard license plates feature the motto, the first state? Uh, that would be Delaware. Hey, we're in Delaware. That is correct. No, no. Okay. We're just going to move Where's on. World? I got you. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Just wanted Sorry, a little no. validation. That's all. Excellent. Jeff, the first apple pie was made by by American colonists in Boston. True or false? False. False is correct. Drew, the lost symbol is a novel in a series by Dan Brown that centers on what protagonist? Uh, Robert Langdon. Robert Langdon is correct. Next up, we're going back to Jeff. Jeff. What NBA player appeared in the playoffs in each of his 19 years in the league? Bill Russell. Unfortunately not. We're looking for Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's who we're looking for. Oh. Drew, what, which, whoa, what 70s song invariably compels dancers to spell out each letter to the song using their bodies? Oh, YMCA. Wow, that took way too long. <laughs> YMCA is correct. Wait for the light bulb to come on. <laughs> All right. Jeff, what is the name of the astronomical tool created over a thousand years ago and used to compute time and positions of stars? Uh, the astrolabe? Astrolabe is correct. Oh, okay. Cool. Nerd. Wild Drew, ass guess what that was. <laughs> Drew, in the business abbreviation R and D, what does the R stand for? Research. Research is correct. Jeff, who played George the Sixth in the film The King's Speech? Colin Firth. Colin Firth is correct. All right. Drew, what reclusive billionaire bought Transworld Airlines in nineteen thirty nine? God, I don't know my 1939 billionaires. Um, uh, Rockefeller. Unfortunately not. Um, I was actually going to give you a hint and say I was going to spruce up the question. That would be Howard Hughes. Uh, oh, yeah, it makes sense. All right. Jeff, in 2017, the top three selling automobiles in the U.S. were all what type of vehicle? In 2017? That's the year we're looking for, yes. Uh, 
pickup trucks. Pickup truck is correct. Good pickup on the answer there. Ew. All right, Drew, now the capital of the Brazilian state of Bahia. This city was founded as Brazil's first capital and was named for Jesus Christ. What city is this? Hmm. All right, so it's currently Brasilia. Was it ever Rio? Yeah, let me go Rio de Janeiro. All right, and time is up on the hot seat round. Rio de Janeiro is unfortunately a correct answer. We're looking for Salvador, which is Spanish for savior. Jeff, you're going to get one it's more. It's a little question. bit weird because Brazil is, speaks Portuguese. It is. Uh, Jeff, we're going to go over to you here. Which cartoon character is honored with a statue in Crystal City, Texas, the spinach capital of the world? <laughs> I'm going to go with Popeye for that one. Popeye is correct. I mean, Garfield didn't love his spinach. <laughs> I, I don't know if there is a lasagna capital of the world, actually, but uh, Garfield definitely deserves a statue there. I can almost guarantee the lasagna capital of the world will be in New Jersey somewhere. <laughs> and gentlemen, coming out of that hot seat round, Drew picked up 15 points. Jeff picked up 14. So we have got... A one-point game. Jeff has got a one-point lead. It is 19 to 18 going into halftime. All right. And here is where things get fun. Uh-oh. Your halftime round, you're both going to lock in answers. You're both going to lock in five. For two points each, there are six correct answers. Here is your halftime question. According to the National Ski Area Association, name five of the six U.S. states with the most active ski resorts. For those keeping track, your pregame and your halftime question are both a little bit sports and a little bit uh, geography, so this should be fun. Chris, are we going with most in terms of number or most in terms of visitors? Uh, Most in terms of number, the number of resorts. All right, I'm locked in. All right, Jeff is locked in. Drew, over to you whenever you're ready. All right, Colorado, Utah, Vermont, Montana, and I'm throwing a New York in there. And Jeff, what did you go with? Well, we agree on Colorado, Utah, and Vermont. Uh, I went with California and Idaho for my other two. All right. Well, here is your correct answers. Number one, with... Over 50 active ski resorts is actually New York. Whoa. Number four is Colorado. Number five is a tie between two. Colorado, by the way, has 31. Uh, uh, California and New Hampshire are both tied for number five. Numbers two and three are a little bit shocking to me. Number two is Michigan. Michigan? Number three is Wisconsin. I guess there are mountains in Wisconsin, like small ones. But Michigan? (laughs) Yeah. I I can't. Country skiing? I wish I was making that up, but per my uh, math here, Drew is picking up uh, four points. Jeff, you're picking up six. Boo. (laughs) heading into hot seat round two our scores drew with 22 jeff with 25 we've got 15 more minutes of hot seat fun 
We're going to start this off with Drew. Drew, your time will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. The 2002 season of TV's Celebrity Boxing famously featured a bout between Tanya Harding and what infamous person? God, I don't remember, but I really want it to be Lorena Bobbitt. Oh, that would have been funny. Unfortunately, not. It's Paula Jones. Mm, right. All right, Jeff, in which city is North America's first subway system? North America's first subway system. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to guess New York, knowing that it's wrong. Uh, unfortunately, it is wrong. Boston actually beat out New York for that. Boston. Drew, on the cartoon series <clears throat> Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, which character usually wears an ascot? That would be uh, Freddie Jones. Fred Jones is correct. Jeff, which cooking term comes from the French word for white? Blanche. Blanche is correct. Drew, according to the National Severe Storms Laboratory, about how about how wide across is a cloud to ground lightning bolt? We're looking for it in inches, by the way. So, how wide is a freaking lightning bolt? Um, in in what? Uh, in, in did you want that inch. in inches? Uh, Seventeen. Unfortunately, not very very narrow. It's usually around one inch. Yeah. All right, I'm bigger than a lightning bolt. <laughs> Faster than one, two. Jeff, over to you. In 1814, Napoleon Bonaparte was exiled to what island in the, Medita in the Mediterranean? Corsica. Elba. El okay, Elba, there you go. Don't even need the multiple choice. Oh, I didn't realize they were getting a multiple choice. <laughs> All right. Drew, well, you let the man finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said, Drew. <laughs> oh Lord, All he right. has no trouble there. Don't worry. Oh, believe me, I, <laughs> I, I, oh, never mind. I'm not even going there. Drew, over to you. In 2010, what nation began a con convict tourism program to attract foreigners descended from long ago prisoners? Australia. Australia is correct. Jeff, tonic water is distinctly flavored because it contains what chemical? Quinine. Quinine is correct. Drew, which of these cities is closest to the equator? Cairo, Jakarta, or Nairobi? Mm. Cairo. Unfortunately, not Nairobi is what we're looking for. Jeff. What part of the flower produces pollen? You mean I don't get a multiple choice for this one? Nope. Uh, the pistol. Unfortunately, the stamen, actually. The stamen. You had a one out of two shot there. You did. That's why you said multiple choice wouldn't have helped you because you would have gotten the two you were between anyway. Fair. <laughs> Drew, like the Lincoln Memorial... Which of these world landmarks overlooks a man-made reflecting pool? The Eiffel Tower, the Taj Mahal, or the Great Wall of China? The Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal is correct. 
Jeff, Great Wall of China would have one giant ass reflecting pool. Let's just that, <laughs> be clear here. That, that's true. That's true. The Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, a new way to teach kids to ride balance bikes or bicycles that are missing what part? Pedals. Pedals is correct. My daughter got one of those for Christmas last year. Maybe by Christmas this year she'll actually use it. <laughs> Drew. Oh, my Lord. What is the correct spelling of the winning word in the first ever Scripps National Spelling Bee in 1925? Oh, my God. What? B-U-L-L-S-H-I-P. <laughs> I, I vote we count that as correct. I, <laughs> I'm voting I'm voting to just get rid of that question. We're going to go to a different question to Drew. Drew. Oh God. What is the name of the ninth month of the Islamic calendar? Uh... Ramadan. Ramadan is correct. Literally the only one I know. So <laughs> That's what I was like. I, I really hope that's it because it's the only one I can name. Jeff, what is the name of the folk instrument that originated in Africa, has four or five strings, and is often associated with bluegrass? Banjo. Banjo is correct. Drew, before the twinkly teen heartthrob vamps of twilight, there was an interview with a vampire written by whom? Well, that would be Anne Rice. Anne Rice is correct. All right. Jeff, rock star David Bowie planned a stranded, played a stranded alien, Thomas Jerome Newton, in what 1976 sci-fi film? Uh, he played a stranded alien? A stranded alien named Thomas Jerome Newton in what 1976 sci-fi film? I don't know. Literally the only thing I can remember David Bowie in his labyrinth. So that's Unfortunately wrong, not. Yes. The movie is called The Man Who Fell to Earth. All right. It, did he sell the there. world while he was at it? Boo. All right. <laughs> Drew, we're over to you. Which Grammy Award-winning guitarist toured with the Grateful Dead shortly after their 50th anniversary concerts? God, I have no idea. Um, I'm completely blank. Just pass for the sake of time. All right. We are passing for the sake of time. Uh, we're looking for there. That would be John Mayer. All right. I've never done that in a million years. Jeff, over to you. Which island forms the southernmost point of the Bermuda Triangle? Um, gonna go with Cuba. Unfortunately, not a little bit further east, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, okay. Drew, name one of the two members of the 2012 Fierce Five Women's Olympic Gymnastics teams who returned to compete in the Rio 2016 games. Oh, god damn it. Um, uh, Michaela Maroney. Unfortunately, not. I don't think Michaela was on the 2012 team. No, I don't think so either. But that was the only one I could pull in time there. Now we're looking for Gabby Douglas or Allie Reisman. Yes. Mm. All right, Jeff. N2O is a chemical formula for what? Nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide, laughing gas, same thing. We'll give that to you. All right, Drew. In an 1877 novel, Mrs. Gordon initially suggests the name Ebony for what title character, which is an animal. 
Black Beauty. Black Beauty is correct. Nicely done. Dang. <laughs> I was really hoping it wasn't Lady Chatterley's lover. <laughs> Are you proud of that joke, sir? You should be. Very, very. <laughs> All right, Jeff, I think we're over to you now. The statue of which president is found is found in Boston's public garden? I don't know, John Adams? You would think. Poor John Adams doesn't have, really have a statue anywhere that I'm aware of, but uh, we're actually looking for George Washington. All right. God damn it. Drew, in the series finality of the television sitcom Happy Days, what character adopts a son? I have no idea, but I really hope it's the Fonz. Hey, you're right. Fonzie <laughs> is a correct answer. <laughs> Jeff, the United States does not have a central bank. True or false? False. It's called the Federal Reserve. That is correct. All right, Drew, San Francisco's Giardelli Square is a longtime site of a factory that produces what? Chocolate. Chocolate is correct. Some of these are easier than others. <laughs> right? Jeff? You're the fat guy of chocolate question, right? Yeah, but you couldn't <laughs> name the first word that won the spelling bee. Like, come on. <laughs> Jeff, the term yuppies was born and came to prominence in what decade? Uh... I don't know. It sounds like an 80s thing. It is definitely an 80s thing. The 80s is a correct answer. Drew, whose statue was torn down in a New York City park on July 9th, 1776, following a reading of the Declaration of Independence? I would have to assume George III. George III is a correct answer. Dude had a statue erected to himself in a... With a oh, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> All right. Jeff, over you, in the name of the famous 1980s British band, what word follows psychedelic? Furs. Psychedelic furs is correct. All right, Drew, what frat pack comedian was Conan O'Brien's first and last guest on his short-lived stint as the Tonight Show host? Vince Vaughn. Oh, good guess. Uh, Will Ferrell, actually. Right. Jeff, over to you. Who was the first U.S. vice president not to be elected president? Oh, boy. Uh, Adams was. Jefferson was. Jefferson's vice president was. No, wait. Yeah, Jefferson's vice president was Aaron Burr, so it would have to be Aaron Burr. Sir, that is correct. (laughs) Drew, inspired by the decor of the room where Nick Cannon proposed, in 2011, Mariah Carey named her baby what? Um, I wish I could make this stuff up. God, I hope he proposed in a champagne room. Let's go with champagne. (laughs) Unfortunately not. Uh, The decor of the room was uh, Moroccan-themed. Their baby boy is named Moroccan or Morocco. And he made the semifinals of the World Cup, so good for him. <laughs> All right, Jeff, over to you. Sir Anthony Joni Ive is responsible for designing which popular mobile device? The iPhone, the HTC One, or the Samsung Galaxy? Fuck if I know. Uh, iPhone. iPhone is correct. 
All right, Drew, what is the name of Jafar's parrot sidekick in Aladdin? Iago. Iago is correct. Uh, Jeff, what U.S. newspaper is nicknamed the Gray Lady? New York Times. New York Times is correct. All right, Drew, which subject of Tina Fey's Pitch Perfect Impressions struck back by spoofing 30 Rock in 2015? I got nothing. Please tell me it was Sarah Palin. It was Sarah Palin, and I need to go Google. I, I, I would Google that if I wasn't afraid to give her money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jeff, over to you. Which, sorry. On which platform did Call of Duty first appear before being released on game consoles and handheld devices? I don't know. I don't play games. Uh, video games, at least. Um, PlayStation. Unfortunately not. It actually was a, a Windows, uh, Microsoft Windows game. Okay. All right. Drew, actor Matthew Perry shares his first and last name with a famous American who held what U.S. post? Mm. Commodore. Commodore is correct. Jeff, what method of fastening shoes was patented by Whitcomb Judson in the 1890s? Laces, buckles, or zippers? Buckles. Unfortunately, not zippers is what we're looking for. We got time for one question left each. Drew, what Ben and Jerry's popular ice cream flavor of peanut butter, pretzels, and fudge was renamed in 2009 in support of same sex marriage? Oh, crap. I don't know my my uh, Ben and Jerry's flavors as well as I thought. Oh, let's go Chubby Hubby. And time is up. Chubby Hubby is a correct answer. Nicely done. Jeff, you get one question left. What is the name of the peasant stew that Julia Child cooked on the first episode of her PBS TV show, The French Chef, in 1963? Uh... <laughs> Whenever someone mentions that's a peasant dish, I think of that line from Ratatouille where they're making Ratatouille. So I'm just going to guess Ratatouille. <laughs> uh, Ratatouille is not a bad guess. Unfortunately, it's beef bourguignon. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. And you all came up with a tie in that hot seat round. You both ended that round with 12. Your scores going into the wager round. Drew, you have 34. Jeff, you have 37. It's a three-point game. And that means it's still anybody's game. All right. Here's how your wager round is going to work. I'm going to give you your categories. You are wagering just on those categories. You're not getting any other information. You can wager up to the amount of points that you have. You cannot wager more. But you're going to break those wager up over these three categories. You can wager zero. You can wager at all. You just can't wager more than the combined scores that you have right now. This round, if you get the question right, you'll get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. Gentlemen, are we ready for our categories? Yes, sir. Sure. Your categories are sports, literature, and language. Sports, literature, and language. Our wagers are locked in. Question number one, your category is sports. Lock in when you have your answer. 
on September 15th, 2022, what Major League Baseball team made history by featuring the first lineup of all Latin American-born players, including Manuel Margot, Randy Arozarena, and Wanda Franco? All right, I'm, uh, I'm locked in. Drew, feel free to talk about your logic. Oh, man, I'm not happy here. Um, what are three men who were, have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> uh, I'm unhappily locking in with the Padres. All right. Drew is locked in with the Padres. Jeff, what did you say? I think I vaguely remembered Randy Arosarena playing for the Rays, so I'm locked in with the Tampa Bay Rays. All right. Question number two. The category is literature. What children's book, which famously uses only 50 words, was banned in China because they felt the book contained an early portrayal of Marxism? And, and that got it banned in China? I don't make up the rules for China. <laughs> I believe I'm locked in. Drew is locked in. Jeff, hmm. talk it out. It's like... Well, would this does that mean that this book has to be written before 1949? Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, because generally you would think, oh, China, Marxism, that they think well of that sort of thing. Uh, we're saying like it's the uh, we're saying it uses 50 words. I can't imagine what children's book could vaguely be considered Marxist. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can possibly think of that's both simple enough and makes sense here would be Dick and Jane. So we're going to go with that. Fuck it. All right. Jeff's gone with Dick and Jane. Drew, what did you say? So I recall the story. I believe an editor bet him that he couldn't write a book. Uh, with 50 or less words, and it was Dr. Seuss. It's a matter of trying to remember which one it was, and I want to say it was Green Eggs and Ham. All right. Mm. We are on to question number three. Question number three, category is language. Considered impolite in modern language, what word initially used to denote their occupation traces its origins to the 1300s and perhaps before? It refers to unmarried tradeswomen with lower status and lower paying jobs, likely due to them not having a husband to help them get higher paying and higher status jobs. We're looking for the word. One more time. Considered impolite in modern language, what word initially used to denote their occupation traces its origins to the 1300s and perhaps before? It refers to unmarried tradeswomen with lower status and lower paying jobs, likely due to not having a husband help them get a higher paying job. All right, locked. <laughs> uh, whelp. Uh, man, I got no idea here. He just uh, locked in with whelp. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be a better guess than whatever the fuck I'm going to come up with. Uh, considered impolite in modern language, so uh, the, the answer clearly has to be motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> that would be an unmarried man. <laughs> there was lesbianism in the 14th century. <laughs> Not that they would publicly acknowledge. 
fair. Uh, I don't know. You ever uh, you ever read the Decameron? There's some lesbianism in there, man. <laughs> uh, shit. Well, I don't know. My, my, shit. My, <laughs> that, that would also uh, make sense. Uh, I'm just going to. My mind keeps going back to Tramp, so I'm just going to keep saying that. You're going to keep saying Tramp. Drew, what did you say? Tramp, 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 Tramp. I uh, went with Spinster. Drew has gone with Spinster. We're going to go through, through these one more time. Question number one, the category was in sports. We're looking for the uh, Major League Baseball team that made history by having the first lineup of all Latin American-born players. Jeff, what was your answer and what was your wager? Uh, I answered Tampa Bay Rays, and I wagered 21. Drew, what was your answer and your wager? These were all names I've loosely heard but couldn't place a team, so I just guessed the Padres, and I wagered 10. All right. The correct answer there is the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. Uh, Randy Rosarena made uh, headlines for his infamous playing in the in the World Series run they had when they lost. Uh, Wanda Franco is their young stud shortstop. They just signed to a long-term deal. Question number two, category literature. We're looking for the children's book that used only 50 words and was banned in China due to Marxism. Jeff, what was your answer? What was your wager? My answer was Dick and Jane. My wager is 11. And if I were doing it over, I'd probably say the cat in the hat. But uh, that's neither here nor there. And Drew, same to you. Uh, my wager here was two, and I said green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham is a correct answer. Woo! <laughs> it all comes down to question number three. The category is language. We're looking for the word in modern language that's also that's considered impolite that refers to unmarried tradeswomen of lower status and lower paying jobs. Jeff, what was your answer? What was your wager? Uh, my answer was tramp, I believe, and I had one. Drew, over to you. So this is going to get real interesting if I was right, because my answer is spinster and my wager is 10. So the correct answer is spinster. I very easily could have done my math. I did do my math wrong, didn't I? Yeah, you I did. did. Never mind. So with Fuck. that, <laughs> Jeff got the points on the question he needed to get the points on. He got one correct answer in the final, but he had 21 wagered on it. With a final score, 46 to 36. Jeff, you are our champion tonight, sir. Good job. All right. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm going to puzzle out for the rest of the week how green eggs and ham could plausibly be considered Marxist and how red China would think that that's a bad thing. <laughs> You're talking about the same country that legit took... Uh, Training videos from the movie Top Gun and claimed it was a, a defense video from their own country. <laughs> so, like, let's not put a whole lot past them, okay? Uh, That's fair. very clearly we took Chinese defense videos and put them in an American movie. We did the same thing for Maverick too. Like, it's it's pretty amazing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's shockingly amazing. Like Tom Cruise yeah, just goes right into a, a, a Chinese fighter plane. It's amazing. China's military CGI technology has really come along. They have really come a long way. You're right. <laughs> but gentlemen, nicely done tonight. Nicely done. Hell of a round. I mean, y'all putting up your, your hot seat wagers right up there with some of the highest scores from our from our PUBG experience tournament. So great job. 
Now, Jeff, you kind of got fed to the buzzsaw in round one of the tournament, didn't you? I am still mad that I, I, I lost that because I lost it because I didn't guess Pat Sajak and I was kept thinking, oh, it's not Pat Sajak. It can't possibly be Pat Sajak. And it was fucking Pat Sajak. And you lost to a tournament of Jeopardy Tournament of Champions winner, too. Fuck. So I was up by two going into the final round. <laughs> and I got a women's soccer question in the final round. <laughs> you don't get luckier than that, folks. <laughs> no, you don't. We get the, the men's championships tomorrow, is that right? The, the men's the the men's championships on Sunday. Okay, at least that's yeah, Sunday at Sunday. ten AM. All right, I got something to do on Sunday then. That's awesome. But, gentlemen, nicely done. Jeff, congratulations, my friend. For our listeners out there, uh, if you're enjoying the show, if you like what we're doing here, do me a favor. If you've got the capacity to do so, uh, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your home for all of our bonus content. You can be like our friend Drew here. Support us on there. That'd be awesome of you. Um, all that money goes right back into the show, buys us new equipment, makes sure the show keeps running. We're trying to improve our audio quality, improve the experience you get on a weekly basis. That money helps us do that. So thank you for that. Um, if you can't help financially right now, I get it. We've all been there. Do me a favor, five-star rating, write us a review. That, write us a review. That'd be awesome of you. If you want to interact with us, you can do two things. Uh, the Lounge, fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology right there on Facebook or go to ptebb.com slash discord and join our discard server. We are on there, honestly, throughout the day more often than we want to admit to our bosses. We're on there regularly regularly there's learning league discussion there's sports there's movies there's music it's it's a whole ordeal but we're all on there come say hello prefer the pub trivia experience i have been chris i've been drew and i've been jeff we'll see you next week have a good one